Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Make a Movie Podcast, Episode 9. We have here Sean and Sean. We have two Seans today. Um, Sean, how you been? Yeah, which one? Oh, you. Okay, yeah. I mean, good. <laughs> <laughs> you which one? Great. And how about the other one? How you been? Outstanding. How have you been? Outstanding. Good, good, good. So uh, the other Sean that we have here. Um, uh, so we're gonna we're just gonna call you Hall and Sean. How's that? Would that be probably the easiest? Hall is the original Sean, and uh, the other Sean is the uh, imposer today. Um, <laughs> let's go with that. Yeah, let's go with that. But he's a movie lover. He likes movies, and um, yeah, so he's here to kind of uh, hear the premise of the story as we're going to talk about it today. But anyway, um, what we were going to do today is uh, talk about what we have so far as our story. Now, keep this in mind. The story's written. We have our whole story ready to go. So I first want to say thank you to everybody for all your ideas and um, all your input and all that fun stuff. So we now have a good story. What we want to do <clears throat> is give you guys uh, the backstory of our characters. You can understand what's kind of the premise uh, behind the the beginning of the uh, of the movie, and then kind of go into a little bit of the movie. But we're going to stop at a cliffhanger so that um, you kind of get a good idea as to where the story's going. Again, because we don't want to give you too much information at the end, but we do want to give you enough information to entice you uh, to understand exactly you know where we are with this story, and you know you won't know where we're going after that, but. We will give you more information as we start production, which is the next phase of what we're doing here. So again, I want to say thank you to everybody who has uh, contributed ideas. And uh, you're going to notice that when we finally do this thing, all of your ideas are going to be incorporated that we talked about. So hopefully you'll have a lot of fun uh, you know, watching that. But what we want to do is, again, I'll, I'll just start with uh, the backstory here. And this is so um, Hall, <laughs> Sean Hall, uh, has uh, knows this. And this will be the first time that uh, that the other Sean is going to hear this. So, Sean, if you have questions as we go through, just blurt them out and we can uh, we'll address them as we go through. But I'm going to explain so far what we have as a story. OK. All right. And um, Sean to or Sean Hall, if you have any insight, obviously just blurt it out, you know, as we're as I'm you know, going through the premise, because, uh, you know, some details and, you know, throw your ideas out there, obviously. So let's first give you guys the uh, the backstory of uh, our main character and where we are at the beginning of our movie. So we have a woman, a married woman named Hope who lives with her husband, Cole and young daughter. So there we use the name Cole and uh, she has a young daughter. So that's kind of nice. Named Bree. <clears throat> Again, another contribution. So she used to work as an administrative assistant for the local FBI Philadelphia satellite office. OK, so she was an administrative assistant at the FBI headquarters or the, the satellite office in Philadelphia. So one day, her husband Cole and daughter Bree were in a fatal car accident where the husband unfortunately died and Bree lost her hearing. So Bree at that point was traumatized from the experience and can no longer go close to an automobile because she starts shaking with fear if she does. So she's really afraid of cars. She hates being in a car because of the, the you know, the trauma. And she also unfortunately lost her hearing and her father. So pretty traumatizing uh, event, right? 
So since the incident, Hope has homeschooled Bree, and uh, both of them were learning and teaching sign language. And for work, what uh, Hope does now is she records videos from her home office as a contractor interpreting American Sign Language for local government offices. So local government offices that have uh, videos of events, uh, you know, live speakers, things like that. She Just think uh, of does, like Governor Wolf's <clears throat> speeches if you're from Pennsylvania. There's always that person in the lower left corner uh, that you see just signing away. If you're from Pennsylvania and you've seen all the Governor Wolf live streams that happened all with this coronavirus crap. Uh, that's essentially what she would be doing. Exactly right. And, you know, she does it from her home office because she homeschools Brie, right? So the idea there is that, you know, because she's uh, because Brie doesn't like, you know, getting in cars, she can't obviously go to school and, and can't get in a bus or a car. So she's kind of traumatized. So Hope made the executive decision to kind of stay home and do this from her home office. But that's exactly what what we kind of envision is are those kind of sign language, uh, you know, uh, videos, right, that you would see. So obviously she learned sign language because, you know, helping Brie out and and they both learned it together. And uh, that's where she is with that. So because of it as well, because they lost their husband, uh, Hope is also in the market for a smaller home. She's in a market for a smaller house for her and Brie to live in as a kind of a side story. So one day out of the blue, all right, because remember, she used to work as an administrative assistant for the FBI uh, satellite office. So one day out of the blue, an old uh, old work friend colleague, all right, an old uh, colleague, Ben, at the FBI office that she used to work at, emails her and asks if she would be available to interpret some videos into American Sign Language. So he emails her and says, hey, could you, uh, you know, would you mind doing this job? It'll just take a day. OK, so it'll just be one day. Um, but since the material is sensitive, right, the, the stuff that she'll be interpreting, which he doesn't really disclose to her, um, she would have to physically go to the office for the day. OK, so she'll have to physically go to the office for the day and actually do uh, do the, the, the recording. So she obviously needs a babysitter because Brie is at home and she can't, you know, uh, take her anywhere to, to you know, uh, to have her be watched. So uh, Ben offers and explains in the email that a babysitter would be provided for her. Right. So a babysitter would come in the morning, watch Brie for the day while she goes and does this job. Um, so Hope thinks about it and finally accepts and then schedules the day uh, to, to do the job, right, to do the, the, the interpretation. Again, she's not quite sure what it is. It's, a, it's a, you know, sensitive material, but um, she schedules it and it's ready to go. That's where the movie begins. OK, so that's all the backstory that'll be kind of explained throughout the movie. But that's where it's going to start. So where it's going to start here is in the morning when she's getting ready to go to the actual uh, job. So in the morning, Hope is getting her stuff uh, ready as she waits for the babysitter. And she also makes breakfast for Brie, hence the cereal. And her friend Emily, who's a real estate agent, shows up early, shows up early in the day and gives Hope keys to check out a house when she's done the work. Uh, Emily explains that she lost her phone, but wanted to catch Hope before she left for the day. So Emily, unfortunately, misplaced her phone. So she shows up at the house and says, hey, you know, here is uh, the key. Would you mind checking out the house after work? OK, so um, again, she gives her uh, gives her the key and says, you know, please check out this uh, 
check out the house if you can after work. Just stop by, check it out real quick. Let me know what you think. Okay. So shortly after that, the babysitter shows up who's going to be watching Brie, but the babysitter doesn't know sign language. So what they do is they have Brie communicate with her via an iPad. So that's how Brie would communicate with anybody other than her mom or people that don't know sign language. She would communicate with her via an iPad. Okay. Uh, and there are apps, for example, that can actually help with that. Um, so you can obviously just use text apps and note apps and things like that, but there are specific apps out there. Uh, so we may actually, uh, you know, incorporate that right into the story as well. All right. So far, does that make sense, uh, to, uh, you, Sean, I know you're probably not paying attention, but just say yes. Okay. He's nodding. Yes. All right. Perfect. So <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Okay, good, good, good. So then, um, Emily leaves and tells Hope that uh, when that she's going to go find her phone, she's going to, you know, backtrack and find her phone. And when she does, she'll give her a text and call her. OK, so Emily leaves, uh, you know, as soon as she drops off the key and then says, hey, I'm going to find my phone. And when I do, I'll, I'll text you, call you, whatever. So eventually Hope leaves and goes to the building. She goes to the FBI building in, in Philly and meets a man named Adam Porter, who is leading the project. And who explains that Ben, the person who had contacted her, is on assignment for the day and he would not be in the office for the day. So Ben is just happens to not be there. She's a little disappointed, but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, these agents have to go out and do their jobs. So um, so she meets this guy named Adam Porter, who she's never met before. He's a new guy. OK, so. She's given a key card uh, by the uh, by the guard at the front uh, that allows her access into the secure server area where the video lives. So the, there's there's some videos that she's going to be interpreting. Uh, that's why they needed her to, uh, you know, they that's why they hired her. But the videos live in a secure area. So she needed a special key card to get into the server room and get into the office that, um, you know, host those uh, videos. So they give her a key card, but they tell her that the key card will be deactivated at the end of the day, midnight. So at midnight, the key card will be no longer usable. So she couldn't just go in there anytime, obviously, because she doesn't work there anymore. Uh, they don't want to give her full access. So they say for the day, this is going to work for you. Okay. So she's shown an office by Adam Porter and she does her job. She uh, watches and interprets videos and the videos that she's actually interpreting are testimony for federal cases. So you can see these, uh, you know, kind of uh, almost interrogation room uh, testimonies uh, and uh, people are, um, you know, giving some testimony for things they've seen and heard and all that. And she's actually interpreting that for, um, you know, for the, the deaf community that uh, works at the agency. So at the end of the day, she leaves and on her way out to see the house that Emily gave her a key for, she calls to check in with the babysitter and learns that everything is fine. Baby shot her. You want to do uh, that again? I'm going to do that again. At the end of the day, she leaves and on her way to see the house that Emily gave her, gave the key for, she calls to check in with the babysitter and learns that everything is fine. Okay, so everything's good to go. And she tells the babysitter, hey, would you mind waiting a few minutes? I'm going to go uh, check out this house. Babysitter's totally fine with it. Not a problem. So she then on the way to the house gets a text from Emily. So Emily clearly found her phone and she says, uh, hey, I found my phone, but I need to talk to you. Can you meet me at the bar? Okay, so Emily texts her and says, can you meet me at the bar? 
and uh, Hope calls the babysitter back and says, hey, would you mind watching me for just a little bit longer? Uh, I need to meet with a friend. And the babysitter was fine with that as well. So the babysitter says, fine. So Hope, not really realizing what Emily wanted to talk to her about, obviously just goes right to the bar and she drives straight to the bar to meet Emily. But Emily is not there. Uh, but the bar is a familiar spot as it's a regular spot that Hope and her husband used to go to before the accident. So, you know, she's a regular there. So people know her name and, and she's, um, you know, she she has her favorite drink, which we know is Sean. What's grasshopper. Grasshopper. So that's where she orders the grasshopper uh, while she waits for Emily. So while she's waiting for Emily, a man named Pete starts uh, talking to her, just walks up to her, sits down and he starts talking to her. But he's super obnoxious. He's a little invasive and uh, he actually even spills a drink on her at one point. But then eventually Hope gets a call from Emily. So uh, Hope, her phone starts lighting up. She gets a call from Emily. And so she excuses herself outside to take the call because she wouldn't be able to hear the call in the bar. Okay. Um, Keep in mind that other things are going to happen in the bar as well. So you know, those are other details that you'll see. Obviously, yeah, that's like the Cliff Notes version of the bar scene. Yeah, this is. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of the scenes, too. This is kind of Cliff Notes. There's going to be some details in here that will fill in the gaps, obviously, when you when you see it. And it's all part of the script as well. So when she goes outside, she answers the phone and it's not Emily. OK, so the call is not from Emily, but a distorted voice telling her to go back to the FBI building and extract a file from the server that she now has access to. Okay, so she's expecting to get this call from Emily. It's not Emily, it's somebody else. And it's explained that Brie, her daughter, is held hostage, right? And Brie is held hostage at this point. So they got Brie and possibly the babysitter. And in order to get her back, Hope must get the file, okay? Now, the voice also explains that there's a flash drive that was secretly put into the, her purse at the bar and that all she'd have to do is insert the flash drive into the server and run the program on the flash drive. Once complete, she would be given further instructions. So since her key card was still active until the end of the day, she has until midnight to do this. OK, so she gets a call. She has to go back to the FBI uh, building. Since she has a key card, she can get in. She can get into the secure room. She can put the flash drive in, extract a file, and then they would call her and tell her what she needs to do at that point. So that's what she's faced with at that point. Now, Hope turns and looks at the t- looks into the bar because she realizes, wait, Pete, the guy that was sitting next to her, you know, he was a little invasive. Maybe he's the person that put the flash drive in her purse. So he, she looks inside. He's no longer there. She panics. She looks around the street because remember, she's outside. She looks down the street, sees Pete. He turns. He sees her. He starts running. So she starts running after him. And she runs after him, loses him down an alley, and now he's nowhere to be found. So here's Emily, alone, scared, and she has a choice to make. She can either call the police or she can do what, you know, was asked of her. And that's where the story gets a little crazy. And that's all we're going to tell you (laughs) as of right now. We'll give you more information later on when we give you some other choices to make. We'll ask you some more uh, details as we go through. But that's where the story, as far as what we want to give you guys right now, uh, where the pivotal moment kind of happens. And so now 
you know, you kind of know, and what we wanted to do is make this uh, very character driven. So, you know, as much as, um, as much as, uh, hope knows. Right. And you're kind of in that position where you're like, well, okay, what now? Right. So that's where we are with this. And, uh, again, we have the rest of it written down. Uh, we're going to be tweaking a couple things here and there and asking you guys a couple of little more Easter eggs to plug in. But, uh, again, all the stuff that you, what we talked about before, um, will be included obviously in what we, what we just discussed, you know, different scenes, again, the serial, the names, all that fun stuff are going to be in there. But, that's where we're at right now. So there you go. So, uh, Sean Hall. So any, um, anything you want to add? No, that pretty much is good for the cliff notes version. Yeah. Um, I do know, uh, one of the mentioned with the whole, with Pete running away down the street, it goes down an alley. That's where we'll incorporate the, uh, what was it? The pretzel factory. Yes. So we'll have to find a pretzel factory with an alley. That's what we, we, yes. And I, and I found one. I don't know if I showed. Yes, I I do have one, Um, which by the way, what I'm going to do. And we we talked about this as well, because, you know, I know obviously if you're a movie person and you're kind of looking forward to having a movie, it's a little odd to just hear voices talking about it. Right. So what we wanted to do is have some visuals. So um, I want to show you guys some visuals that we were working on just preliminary. These, these things will change, but this is just to give you an idea so you can sort of visualize some things. So I'll show you a picture, a couple pictures of the, uh, the pretzel factory and where it's going to kind of lie on the street. So you'll see that you'll see where the bar is in relation to that. Um, we've even created a sign for the bar, which is McDuffie's tavern, right? Because we had a, um, uh, you know, we had, a with the name Duffy's tavern so we decided uh, actually sean hall your your idea was to add a mick in front of it just to make it a yeah, little more irish mcduffies mcduffies so we kind of compromise on there we have mcduffies tavern with the mick kind of uh, uh like the led or the neon wore out so yeah all you see is duffies but all you see is duffies except it kind of flashes a little bit there'll be a little bit of that yeah you know, uh, but it's a little burnt out the Mick, um, but we've created some visuals for that. So just to show you guys uh, some ideas, but it will look different, obviously, when we're really filming, because, you know, we just did some some uh, it's just some preliminary uh, visuals. Um, so I'm going to show you some pictures of some of the um, the locations that we're going to have. Right. So you'll you'll start to see some visuals and it, it'll make more sense, obviously, uh, when you do that and hopefully contextualize what we're talking about. So, yeah, so that's great. So we're going to have some of that stuff. And um, that's where we're going with that. Okay, so now you know that and you probably have now more questions than answers, right? (laughs) People listening to this like what is happening? Um, But but hopefully that gives you an idea of where the story is going to go. And hopefully that also gives you the idea that it's very hard to write a short story. So the story is a little longer than a short story, which it is what it is. We just want it to be very interesting. So by adding all those extra details, it'll make it a little longer. But people don't normally complain about that. So then we wanted to talk about um, this episode, just again, more practical stuff, the scheduling and planning uh, of of this. So once we get this all together, in other words, we've already uh, have the story written out and we're still in a casting phase at this point as well. So we're still finalizing casting. But once we get to a point where we have that, then it's scheduling and planning and scheduling and planning is the production phase, which, by the way, is going to be season two of the podcast. Right. So that'll be the, the next season, season two of the next season that we start. And that's where we're going to start to actually do the production. Right. We're physically going to be recording and, and creating content and, and all of that stuff. Right. 
So that specific part of it is uh, where, you know, the, the scheduling part is the part where you can plan out, you know, the places we need to go, the people we need, the resources we need, the crew we need, all of that stuff. And that can be sort of a process sometimes. Now, in a short film, it won't be too big of a process because we have a handful of people uh, doing this. But uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that, you know, fairly quickly. But just to give you an idea of what I personally use. So there's actually a couple different programs you can use for scheduling uh, for something like this. You can use a program called Smartsheet, which is kind of a web-based program. And then there's also Microsoft Project. So if you've ever used Microsoft Project, it's a planning uh, software, which I really like. And uh, it's software that we can use to actively plan out a project where you list all the tasks that need to be done. You list all of the start and end dates for those tasks and then add relationships to them. So you can say, you know, this task can't start before the previous task. So that really helps with the scheduling because, you know, if we have to film something before something else, or if we need to film something very specifically because we only have that location for a certain time, we have to schedule that and then make sure that everyone else's schedules coincide, right? With the availability of that specific location or of other actors or, you know, crew or whatever we have. So, um, and that can be a bit challenging, especially when you have a lot of people involved, right? Or, or people are busy and, you know, they work and all that fun stuff. So, um, so that's, that's that. So again, I use a project and Smartsheet. So I kind of use both and you can actually even upload a project plan to Smartsheet, which is kind of cool. They actually work together. Uh, Smartsheet's probably the smarter way to go. Uh, if you want multiple people to see the plan, because it's all web-based and you can share the plan with people and, and, and have people interact with it and stuff like that. So pretty cool. So that's what we'll be using. And I'll, I'll actually share with you um, what what it looks like. So I'll, I'll share an actual uh, production uh, uh, project plan with you guys. So you can actually see what it looks like um, in the you know in Facebook. So in Facebook, and I'll put a link inside of Instagram as well. So you guys will actually see what a production uh, uh, schedule can actually look like and, you know, uh, what I'll be using essentially. Okay, so we'll see that. And that's where we are now. Okay, so that's hopefully a good update for you guys. We, you know, again, we're at the, the planning phase of this, of the scheduling. And again, that's the basic story that we wanted to give you. So you're not completely in the dark as to what's happening. But uh, some of the other details, we'll give you some. But again, we want to keep this very, you know, kind of tight lipped because we don't want to give everything away. All right. So there you go. Um, all right. I know I did a lot of talking there, <laughs> but yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did. Right. Um, so I don't want to monopolize everything. But uh, Sean, did you have any uh, thing you wanted to add to this at all? <clears throat> so with the visuals that we're going to share out of the different uh, locations and whatnot, um, I did send you the images of for the FBI office. Yes. So what I feel like we should do is we should share some of those. But like I mentioned before, fix it. Yes. <laughs> yep. 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 Where is this movie magic, folks? <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to turn an office into an FBI office. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. So absolutely. So, yeah, and I'll show you guys some visuals so you can kind of see what it's going to look like. And again, I'll just create some basic visuals. And again, it's going to look different, obviously, on film because, you know, we're going to have a camera moving and stuff. But you'll see some pictures and things just to get an idea as to what it'll look like. Um, I'll also share images of like you like you mentioned, Sean, the, the pretzel factory 
of where that is in our, our bar. Um, just so you guys know the little bit of movie magic as well, the interior of the bar is not going to be the real interior of the bar. I'm going to show you on the outside. The interior of the bar is going to be shot at a different location. So we're going to kind of do a little bit of, uh, you know, movie magic to have a different interior and exterior for the bar. Right. So absolutely. So, yeah. So yeah, we have been the, watching, uh, or at least I finally finished or caught up with uh, Lucifer on Netflix, and, you know, because there's tons of bar scenes in that. Mm, like his very cool. whole place is a bar. Right. So I got ideas of how lighting can work in what's supposed to be like a darker ish bar area, but you still had enough lighting that you could see what was going on. That's perfect. Yeah, that's a big deal too, guys. Lighting is huge and you'll see that in the production phase. Whereas, you know, you want to make sure your lighting is, is there. You might have to diffuse light a little bit because you don't want too harsh light, but you need enough light to see. Um, and a little trick here too, is you, when you're filming, okay. For those of you doing you know, your own short films, when you're filming, you probably want to film in a little bit of a brighter setting because you can always easily darken a, a scene. Um, because you don't want to shoot too dark and yeah, have it be obviously not get enough light. But also if you shoot dark areas, you can also get a lot of grain and a lot of, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, cameras do a lot of, a lot of what they call, uh, uh, grain or, or visual noise. Yes, exactly. Sean's doing it right on his uh, computer. Yeah, exactly. So you can see it gets really grainy Hence and the ring light yeah. just to light up my damn area. But here's the thing though, grain is actually kind of interesting because, Sometimes cameras, if you have enough light, they they're almost too good. Uh, you know, some cameras nowadays, especially we're going to be capturing this in 4K. Uh, the final movie will be rendered out in 1080p to make it a little bit easier for people to see and whatnot. But we're going to be filming a lot of it in 4K. A lot of it, it you're going to get too fine of um, of an image. So sometimes you have to kind of grain it up a little bit just so it looks a little more filmic. Right. So we want that kind of film look. So, you know, sometimes you can add grain artificially to make it look a little more like a film if you needed to. So, you know, but it, it depends. It depends on, you know, the scene and how much light you have and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I want to have a discussion with the other Sean when he gets back. Because yeah. this is the first time he's he's hearing about the story. Exactly. He just, he just, he's on my he head right now. He had to step away for a minute. <laughs> he had to step away. So, I want to get go. his insight and have like a discussion on that. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, other Sean. Other Sean. Other Sean. So now that you've heard the story of premise, since you've not been part of this since the beginning, what do you think? I'm excited. It's uh, it, it's got. A, I think you have a good uh, a good story for it. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, you know what's gonna be even more fun? We got a potential for two roles for you. I can play both at the same time. Both at the same time. Man <laughs> of many talents. <laughs> Technically, they're not on screen at the same time. Yeah, See but... <laughs> throw a one with the wig on like man. Eddie Murphy yeah. and uh, the Nutty Professor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can put him in a fat suit. So, yep. mainly, my thinking was, when I, we started up this thing with Pete, was all offense to you. That Pete was supposed to be you. <laughs> he's super obnoxious and he's an asshole. And that's what? perfect for it's you. It's me to a T. <laughs> that or it's a 
we're going to have a smaller role where you would essentially just be the security guy at the FBI building. But don't want to throw it on you with this is what you're doing. We want to see what you would be more comfortable doing. We can audition for the parts to see which one fits. Well, you could do that too. That's a good idea. But, uh, but that's like a good example of like getting like yeah, you can use your friends, but mm-hmm. don't just like rope them in and throw them into anything. You want to make sure they're going to be comfortable with. I'll play the dead <laughs> if you want me to. Oh, was that the wrong, wrong movie? <laughs> it's wrong movie. Wrong, wrong movie. movie. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's the next other season. one. That's next. Oh. Season. Yeah. That's season three. Season yeah. Three. Season three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Episode one and a half. Yeah. Season two's production of this. Season three is the next movie we come up with. Got it. So you had a story for that one. It's the so one thing you'll find is that sometimes your your friends will want to be your podcast up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they screw up your podcast. They'll want to be part of the movie, but sometimes they're a little afraid to take on a bigger role because, you know, they, they're self-conscious or they look like Sean Kaiser or something like that. That's terrible. So, <laughs> so can I, can I stare at the uh, camera? Yeah, stare at the. So we did a we did a film we did the short film the uh, well not really a short film it was just a, a it was a storm, six days storm and literally stared at the camera six the days entire to produce. time with a giant a giant smile on his face the entire time. Um, matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to post a picture of that on the. Uh, you should. Yeah. So my my headshot. So I'm going to post a picture of Sean staring at camera. Okay. Um, but anyway, sometimes you will have, uh, again, your friends who want to be part of it, but they're just, they're just not, you know, comfortable taking on a bigger role, but you just want to make sure they're comfortable. So you don't want to force someone to do something or write a part specifically for somebody, unless you talk to them first about it. Um, but the more people do this, the more you do projects like this, you will find that more and more people are going to be interested. And you realize that it's just a fun experience. We did absolutely nothing but laugh that night that we filmed, you know, Storm until it got super late, then people were just wanting to go to bed. But for the most part, everyone was cracking up and we were having a lot of fun. So um, and that's usually what this is. This is all about having fun. So um, but either way, uh, that's what you want to do. So so as, as we're you know, Sean now has an, an opportunity to either say, you know, he wants to take on a bigger role. OK, as as Pete has a slightly bigger role, um, which is a little hint for you guys at this point and then we have a security guard uh role that um is a little smaller okay so uh sean what we'll do is yeah we'll do a we'll do a uh, an audition for you I think right? it's the best maybe we'll even it, film um, the audition and then we'll post that oh great that would be fun set me up for failure that would be really fun and we'll we have you say the green screen lines. so we can easily put them in a bar scene there we go. That's what we're going to do. Okay. Yeah. See, we're getting good ideas. That'll work. So I can play so an obnoxious guy. Bar sure. scene and a whole of in there. guard Sean audition. Awesome. Can I have a lightsaber in the bar? No lightsabers. Oh. We're not. Jeez. We're not doing a fanfic right now. We're not doing it. Yeah. Come on. We'll use the force and be obnoxious. Mm-hmm. You do that every day anyway. It doesn't matter. So awesome. So there you go. So yeah, so that'll be some fun stuff that we'll post uh, pretty soon for everybody. So you can see where we're at with this, uh, the production phase of, you know, again, we're still in sort of pre-production because we're still casting this thing and, and finalizing locations. But we have some things under our belt. We have a basic story here. So we're good to go. So again, I want to say, first of all, thank you to everybody 
for contributing. You guys have been awesome. It's been really fun. Hopefully you'll really like seeing all your little Easter eggs in the, uh, the final film. So that'll be great. Um, so to give you an idea of where we are at this point, as far as the podcast is concerned, uh, this is the end of season one. So this is going to be the last podcast of season one here. So the next season is going to be season two, um, cause that's how numbers work. <laughs> and, um, we're going to actually in that season, we're going to very specifically talk about the production phase. This is where we're going to be actually really filming. We'll post some clips. We'll uh, bang stuff on desks, <laughs> things like that. Hey, and, I didn't touch uh, the mic this time. <laughs> you, well, you didn't touch the mic. No, that was amazing. Yeah, that was good. So we'll do that. And then um, hopefully, uh, you know, you guys will, will start to see kind of what we're actually doing. And, and uh, you know, uh, it'll be a lot. It'll be really fun to see some of that uh, behind the scenes. OK, um, now the the reality here is that because of the fact that COVID is a jerk and has delayed a lot of things and closed a lot of things, we're kind of in a, a holding area as of right now, just you know, mentally as to when we can actually really start this thing. So we're hoping that we can start it within a couple of weeks here and then start back up again with season two. But uh, we'll keep you guys informed. We'll, we'll be on Facebook. We'll be on Instagram. Uh, we'll be communicating with you guys. So just just stay tuned. Um, but what we want to do is, um, again, start up. And as soon as we do, we will absolutely start the podcast again for season two and start to talk about the production phase of the short film. All right. So again, uh, thank you to everybody and, um, anything from, uh, from the Sean's before we, we sign out for the day. Negative. Oh, I was expecting something worse. I know. All right, Unbelievable. I'm trying to behave. I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not auditioning at the moment for an obnoxious mm -hmm. guy. Uh, yeah, that works. Yeah, you've you've been auditioning for the obnoxious guy since you were born for like 40 years. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I'm good. And you pass with flying colors. That's right. Yeah. I'll be an A-lister with my damn trailer. Mm-hmm. I want a trailer full of pudding. <laughs> pudding. I'm going to give you tapioca pudding just to piss you off. Oh, f***ing eat through that. Wow. Slides him down my And we're done. There's a lot. That's our sign off at this point. There's a lot of beeps and you guys hopefully enjoyed those beeps. So, um, yeah. Awesome. It's a beepalicious podcast. Wow. Um, all right. Thank you to everybody. Last words. Sean's no. Kaiser last words. I already got in trouble. Okay. Yeah. You already got in trouble. trouble. He's, period. In the, That's he's in the timeout box. He's in timeout. <laughs> okay. No, I guess we'll just see everyone in season two. Season two. We'll see you guys in season two. Thank you again. See you guys later and have a good one. And Sean. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>